another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So, let's see. I'm trying to think what all I've had going on this week. Um, it hasn't been much. Uh, so, just some COVID update for the state that I'm in. Uh, this week, um, starting Friday, they transitioned into phase two. And basically what that means is uh, salons, barbershops, they open at 50%. The pool is back open at 50%. Restaurants are back open at 50%. Um, I think they all had to maintain some level of um, some kind of guidelines for social distancing. But um, I don't know. I, I'm still just kind of chilling. Um, I'm not in a rush really to go back out. I'm not in a rush to go out to eat. Me personally, you know, when I sit and talk to my friends about all this, I think it's kind of weird to... I think it would be weird for me to go out to eat and like my waitress is wearing a mask and all that. And even though like I understand it because it's for, you know, everyone's safety. I just feel like for me, when I go out to eat with my friends and things like that, you know, you're you're trying to chill and just have a, you know, experience and kind of unload some stress or something like that. And for me, like it, that doesn't, for me, it doesn't really make me feel less stressed. I think it would make me feel more stressed. So, um, I'm pretty good on that. Um, I was seeing her thinking the other day that um, last year I started my podcast in June. I think June 25th was my first episode. And so uh, as me approaching June, it's going to be crazy to just, you know, um, just reflect on, you know, my one year of doing this. It's been um, so much fun for me and just so much. uh, Honestly, I feel like a lot of a lot of weeks it's been really therapeutic for me to be able to just come and talk out some of the things that I have like kind of swirling in my mind or maybe some things that I wanted to probably say that um, I didn't say. So when I look at um, and listen to my first episode in comparison to now, you know, uh, the podcast has made so many strides and I'm just hoping to continue to see it grow. And so um, I, I want to start by just saying that I appreciate everyone that's been loyal from the beginning this whole entire year. And even the people that pop in and continue to listen to my shows, I really appreciate it. Continue to listen because it's only going to continue to get better. And I really do appreciate you. Another thing I failed to mention last week when I gave an update of my week, I did have a, uh, I did pop up as a guest on the Lit House podcast where we discuss um, little fires everywhere. And we did a book review in comparison to the show because I read the book and watched the show. And um, that was pretty cool. So if you watch the show, um, you don't have to have read the book because we do kind of comparison. But if you want to listen to that, it was uh, episode three of a, it's a um, the Lit House podcast, and that's on um, most streaming platforms. So definitely go and check that out and uh, support her. It's a pretty dope chick. All right. So that's really all I had going on. Um, nothing really major, just getting through and maintaining. I hope everyone is as well. So let's roll into Motivational Monday. So for Motivational Monday, I found this tweet on on Twitter and I really liked it. So I wanted to share and it kind of went in connection to the thought of the week. Life is too sacred to be consumed by people who don't love you. So I thought that was something that I kind of resonated with when uh, I read the tweet. So I wanted to share that today for Motivational Monday. So black excellence. Now my black excellence this week, I thought was actually really cool. I saw this article on CNN this week and it goes to Chelsea Fair. 
She is a 10-year-old from Danbury, Connecticut, and has sent more than 1,500 children in homeless shelters and foster care homes, art kids, to give them something uplifting to do when they're feeling down. She launched Chelsea's charity on her birthday in August 2019 when she asked party guests to donate art supplies instead of getting her birthday gifts. When I saw this and I and I read the article and just her um her outlook and her movement, she um she says she feels like for her she had lost when she was eight, she lost her swim instructor. And so when for her art became therapeutic and it kind of helped her like kind of get past the loss of her, of her swim instructor who was um shot doing, uh, it was just a gun violence. I think she was at the wrong place, wrong time. And she was shot and killed. And so for her to be saying this at 10 years old and want to give back to other people that may need something to help them cope or some kind of upliftment to get them through, um, that type of awareness is just crazy to me for a 10 year old. And it's just amazing to see just the acts of kindness I wish, especially the younger generation, that they had more, you know, your kids doing acts of kindness towards each other. And uh, I think it would just be, uh, it would make school and everything else easier and probably a lot more enjoyable for a lot of other kids. So I wanted to share that for Black Excellence this week. All right, so let's just transition to some hot tops. I don't have many this week, so I did want to start by giving a follow-up to the Armara Arby case. I spoke about that, I think, two episodes ago. So when I first, you know, when I kind of discussed the case um, a couple of weeks ago, I didn't understand at first, like why the man that filmed, you know, nothing happened to him. And so, you know, this week we actually did see that the man who filmed the shooting, his name is William Bryan. He was arrested on charges of murder and attempted false imprisonment as he is accused of using his vehicle in an attempt to confine and detain Ahmad without legal authority. And I was just happy to see this um, from the standpoint of, you're hunting somebody down and you're working in cahoots with the people that killed him and all you guys were in on this plan. Apparently, when you go deeper in it, it's really becoming kind of weird and twisted because it was actually like a Facebook, a Facebook group in regards to this um, and in regards to Ahmad and like, you know, hunting him down. So I'm just really praying still that this family gets um, the justice that they deserve and I'm just glad that we're seeing more arrests in regards to this because is you know, this man sat on this tape for all this time. He's he only reason why he gave it to the lawyer because he thought that this would help exonerate his friends, still thinking that what they did was right. So it's just crazy. It's um it's very uh heart wrenching for me, you know. I try to keep up with it, you know, as much as I can, but at the same time I try not to watch to look at it too much because I feel like you know, especially as black people, when you, when you keep seeing, uh, violence and violence and violence and violence on top of violence against black people, it almost makes you become desensitized to what's going on. And so, um, I don't want it to just become numb to where I feel like, well, this is something that's just our norm, if that makes sense. So I try not to watch this stuff as much because it's just so negative, um, and just so sad, you know, and traumatic, you know, this is trauma to the point that, you know, you're thinking about things you're doing outside. You're telling your kids to be careful outside. You're overly, you know, extremely conscious of, you know, it could be someone in the world that hate you or want to see you, you know, dead. Um, it's really sad. So, um, yeah, so that's my, that was my main hot topic, but for the rest of my hot topics is going to be some TV and music talk. I don't know if you guys saw, you can probably go on YouTube, but this was absolutely crazy to me. Um, I was watching it. I think he did, uh, it might've been a TikTok, or it might've been, I don't know what he was on. It might've been a TikTok, but Jason Derulo, 
he, you, you, I don't know if y'all remember, but this was like, I think a couple months ago, maybe last year, it was a while. It wasn't that long ago, but it might've been at the beginning of this year or maybe the end of 2019 when people were like putting a corn in a cob on a screwdriver and then they were like putting a screwdriver, like putting the corn in a cob up to their mouth and like trying to like, I guess, eat it fast or something like with the speed of the screwdriver. It's really fucking stupid to be completely honest, but people do a lot of stupid shit. So Jason Derulo, he got on live and I think, I think it was TikTok. I, I want to say he got on live. And so he's like doing it with like the screwdriver and he, and he has like the corner cob up to his mouth or whatever. And so he's like going off fast, like back and forth. And then you can see where it kind of got out of control. And he, uh, the he hurry up and stop the screwdriver and it actually had chipped all of his like top teeth it was crazy and then he just like immediately got off live so I mean I'm sure he has some money to get that shit fixed but please y'all stop doing that shit like it's stupid and I don't get why people do stuff like that but if you would have saw this dude's mouth you probably could YouTube it his shit is all jagged it's like jagged where he broke up his teeth it was crazy um, so I wanted to say that y'all go look at that tape. Please don't do that at home. All right. So in other news this year, you know, we see a lot of shows doing virtual shows. Um, I'm a big RuPaul fan and that was weird to see their reunion on virtual. It was kind of, it's kind of weird. The finale next week is going to be virtual, uh, real housewives of Atlanta. That, um, reunion is virtual, which has been absolutely bananas. And so, um, BET announced they're not going to cancel the BET awards and they're going to be hosted virtually. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, uh, it seems like it's going to be pretty interesting, but I don't know. Uh, I, I know this is our new norm for a little while. So I guess some things are going to take getting used to. Uh, I don't know if it's like people are, or celebrities are going to perform at their houses or, how is that really going to work? I don't really know, but, um, I probably would tune in, I guess I probably would. So the next versus is Jagged Edge and 112. I believe that's still going on. Cause I know it was a lot of rumbling. I guess all the members won't be there. And, um, from what I saw, it's still going to take place on Memorial day. So when you guys get this, it's going to be the day of Monday. Um, I'm a fan of both and, uh, it was a few hitters that hits that, you know, 112 have that I really enjoyed, but I think that, you know, if this is really a head to head, I would roll with Jagged Edge. I think Jagged Edge got a, got an edge on 112. That That's what I think. So, um, I'm going to definitely tune in if it's still, if it's still going to go, uh, on Memorial day, I'm going to definitely tune into that. Cause I was a fan of both. So I was here for that. Uh, let's see. Oh, also just some TV talk. Let me see. Um, Hamilton. Is coming to Disney Plus. Now, this is actually major. They're coming on July 3rd. This is major because this was actually supposed to come out and um, it was supposed to come out in movie theaters for 2021. And they just completely just scrapped that, um, probably because it's kind of unknown on when we even will be able to go back into movie theaters and if that's even going to be a thing anymore. Because um, this pandemic could kind of wipe out movie theaters. Um, and so they're going to put it on, they're going to go put the movie straight to Disney plus. So that's pretty cool. And that's going to be July 3rd. Um, I'm really excited for it. I've always wanted to see Hamilton. I always missed the, um, the plays or never could get tickets, um, when the shows would come near me. And so I'm going to definitely tune into that and watch that. Uh, let's see. I think last year I was telling you guys how I really enjoy homecoming. It's a show on Amazon 
the first season had Julia Roberts as them as the uh, the main character. I loved Homecoming. I love Julia Roberts too. I'm actually a big Julia Roberts fan. So for season two, um, the show kind of picks up uh, another element of the story, and this time the main character is Janelle Monae. I believe that it that season two started on Friday. Um, so I think it is up. I haven't checked yet, but I'm just meaning to, but I followed Janelle Monet and she was having like a viewing of it. So I'm pretty sure that, uh, it's up to be watched. And so I'm really, really excited about that. If you haven't watched Homecoming and you're kind of into kind of like a thriller sci-fi ish kind of thing, it's not even too sci-fi, but just, you know, uh, kind of thriller mystery kind of, um, definitely check it out. And it's not very long. I think the episodes are 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. So it's something you can kind of watch, um, you know, pick up and watch when you, when you feel, let's see. So the other two things I want to discuss was, uh, Lovebirds, which is Issa Rae, um, new movie. That movie was supposed to come out in movie theaters and then the pandemic hit and it's a rom-com. And then, so they, uh, actually sold the movie to Netflix and then Netflix came out with it on May 22nd. I haven't watched it yet. I'm probably going to watch it today, uh, later today and probably sit and watch it. Cause I heard it was really, really funny. So I'm probably going to do that and I'm gonna let you guys know how I feel about it, but definitely check it out. The one last thing I want to talk about for hot topics, you know, TV talk is just, um, I am probably the only person that did not watch the finale, um, of how to get away with murder. I was actually behind on the season. And so I once I try to get caught up, they kind of taken some of the shows off. So if you're like me and you kind of missed the last season, I heard that the finale was, was like phenomenal. Like I heard it was just amazing. Um, and so I'm actually really excited to watch the last season. Uh, they announced that the last season is going to be on Netflix in June. Uh, I think the second or third week in June. So if you like any, like going to be like me, I'm going to be binge watching that and watching that. And, uh, yeah, so I'm really excited about, um, being able to catch up on how to get away with murder. I heard it was really good. And other than that, I don't really have any other, um, hot topics or TV talk. As you know, um, I've been watching Insecure. It's actually my favorite show. And so this season has been so many elements of friendships and you see Molly and Isa going back and forth and up and down in their friendship, which, you know, is so valid and you see it so much, um, in, you know, our everyday lives, you know, with how we are with friends as you transition in life, I think you kind of see friends, uh, friendships go up and down or some disappear. So that leads me to, you know, my thought of the week and my thought of the week this week is centered around friendships and, you know, moving forward with the loss of a friendship or is there a time, and I'm going to speak about myself, is there a time where, you've had moments where you've done things to where somebody's had to move away from you. So let's just get into that. All right. So this week for the thought of the week, we're discussing moving forward in friendships. I will say this much. Um, the positive, I think that's come out of, um, you know, the COVID and everybody being on lockdown and kind of to themselves is that for me, I was joking about it the other day to one of my friends. I'm probably a, a lot better friend during all of this. Um, it's actually made me realize some things about myself. It's made me kind of reflect on some things as well. I will say um, I was having this conversation um, with my friend the other day and just in, in regards to 
uh, friendships because I was reading this book that I just finished called Such a Fun Age. And it was basically talking about, it was basically about this like kind of like, um, it's about this girl, but they also showcase her friend groups and just her having jelly moments and, you know, like girl groups in general, like friendships and just how it's different dynamics and jealousy and things like that. And, you know, I actually don't have any girl groups. I have all individual friends that, you know, we have something individually special with each other that, you know, make each other, um, you know, thrive in some kind of way. I'm actually, um, I'm actually grateful and blessed that at 35, I actually have the know-how and to just be like, I'm really content with my group, you know, as far as like my set of friends. Um, and I never, and I never feel lonely. I've never had any jelly moments. I've actually never really had any drama with my friends. I've never really had anything really, um, which is a blessing because a lot of people are like, you know, they're surprised, but I, I don't really, I, I haven't, you know, I really haven't had many issues. Now I will say this much. I think for me, probably why I haven't had issues is that I'm one of those people where like, if you kind of aren't giving me the things that I need, like as far as like, you're like, say you're toxic or you're always negative or, you know, it's always something, or you have always something going on in your life. And it's, it's just, it's all like, every time you talk to somebody, they're sucking the life out of you. It's very easy for me to walk away from a friendship like that because where I am in life, I don't have the space to carry you into my life as well as your baggage as well. And I mean, I, I'm not afraid to tell people that because I, I don't have it to give. Um, and so for me, a lot of my friendships like that have just expired and it didn't, ha- it didn't take this big blow up to just expire. It just expired. Now I will say that I have one friendship that I'm probably in regret about. And I say that because that one ended and I tried to talk it out and kind of, it just ended it, it, nothing happened, but, um, nothing major happened. But I think for me, one, I'm a Virgo Two, I think I know everything and I don't. And I can be sometimes a person that not necessarily judgmental, but I guess when it comes to my friends or people that I love, like I love, I love them so much that I want them to just, you know, do well and do right. And so my, um, my expectations of them is just so high. And so for this friend, like my expectations were so high because they were super smart, super beautiful. And, you know, they kind of had, I guess it was just reckless behavior. And at the time I was young, I was still in my twenties. And I thought like me saying, you know, giving advice of like, you, you know, maybe you shouldn't be doing this, you know, maybe you should, protect yourself, you know, as far as like, you know, sex, or maybe you should think about the people that you're involving yourself with, um, sexually and things like that. Like I thought that I was being a friend, like saying, you know, the things that I felt were right. Cause it I would want somebody to tell me that, but looking back on it, I can see for myself how I probably came off judgy. I probably came off probably like I was better People don't always want, when they're talking to their friend, sometimes people just want to talk to their friend where they're just talking, 
you know, and not where somebody is just sitting there judging them. And I actually wasn't judging in theory, but I can see looking back on it now, how I probably came off that way. And then over time, I think that I just got on their fucking nerves, you know, to where that they wanted to get space for me as far as like me being their friend. And it was really hurtful for me, but cause I didn't really understand, but I also was young, like younger to where I was, I'm not going to say I was immature, but I had my way of looking at it and my way of thinking. And I thought that what I was doing was right, but it's not necessarily that what you're doing is wrong. It just might be that for that person, they might need something else or just maybe want you to just listen to them and not, you know, give them all of the other stuff that I was given. So that's an example of how just over time, we just kind of just transition more away from each other. Um, there've been other friends in my life where we were friends during college and during college for me, like I was out here pretty much living and it was fun and it was all those things, but it was some very, uh, reckless, tragic moments where I just was kind of carefree with just, um, my treatment of people. And then when I started transitioning to more adulthood and just kind of going out on my own after college and um, going into my career and things like that and, and starting to be more mindful of the things I do for others and like to others and things like that. Well, I, my maturation uh, process started, you know, tapping in. And so now I was transitioning from, you know, maybe staying up, you know, having a few beers and playing a game and you know, having company and shooting the shit to where now, like, you know, I have a full-time job. I get my ass up in the morning, you know, my priorities is something completely different. And so as I transition into the next stages in my life, a lot of my friends at the time from college was still doing the same shit in co- from college. I'm 35 and I know people that I went to college with doing, still doing the same things they were doing when we were 21. And so for me, like I transition away from them because naturally, because I'm not into that. Like, I don't really... I don't really party like that, you know, like I, I never really was that, but I, you know, I would do it, you know, in college. Cause you know, you kind of just hanging out with your friends. But for me, like I enjoy being at home. I enjoy reading a book and just kind of doing the things that I, you know, truly enjoy for myself. And so I slowly, you know, started transitioning away from some of those friends and it wasn't any drama or beef, but that's just where I was in my life. And so when I thought about doing this thought of the week this week, it was coming off of the episode on Insecure where you see Molly and Isa kind of um, trans- going through this transition period of um, the highs and lows in their friendships. Right now, they're at a low point. And so I think one of the problems when it comes to what Molly and Isa are experiencing right now is the fact that, you know, we started season one and the character Isa was still trying to, you know, get her shit together and she's working at a job that she hate and she's trying to figure out what's her next steps kind of like in life. And then you see Molly, who's a successful friend and she got her, all her shit going on. So she always felt like she kind of had to be that savior for Isa. And so now in season four, you kind of see where Isa's more and more getting her shit together. She's doing her self-care Sunday. She's, you know, trying to motivate herself to, um, do some of the things that she loves and, and find her new passions. And you see her actually succeeding at these things. And I think that with Molly, she's just still stuck on viewing her 
as the same person as she was season one. And I believe with Isa, Isa still sees Molly as the same person as season one as well. So neither one of them, even though they're maturing and growing individually, they haven't matured and grown as far as like where they see each other as friends. And I believe like that's where um, the issues, the issues lie. Uh, I know if I speak for myself, there are, there are some signs that you can, that you can see um, when it comes to just friends. And when you start seeing like maybe that this friendship may be coming to um, an end, or maybe you might begin to a point that, um, that, you know, or you're questioning the friendship. So I think some signs to let you know that the friendship is likely over could be that you stop making plans to hang out. You have separate groups of friends. Your conversations kind of are less about the now. It's more about you reminiscing on things that you used to do. They have no idea what's going on in your life as well. Um, It could also just be that you have different interests now. Like I was saying, like with my life, like when I started transitioning away from my friends, like it it was no beef. It was just, um, you know, we just had different interests and it just, you know, I I like being around people that's more like-minded and it just started getting to a point that I was at a different place than they were. And, you know, I didn't want to stay in that place with them. And so it also could be that you get to a point that, if you can go a week or two and you don't miss the person or think about them or want to see how they're doing, I believe that's kind of a sign as well. Now I will say that I have been pretty bad in my relation, in my friendships, as far as like contact. Uh, now I'm a lot better. I think my friends, um, actually understand me a lot more. I mean, we can go, we can go, you know, a week or two and then we'll kind of touch, touch back or something like that. Some people I talk to every day and some people I don't. Um, and then what I like about my friendships and why they kind of work for me, to be honest, is that we could, we could maybe not talk, but when we do talk, it's like, it just falls back in place. I don't feel like I've missed anything. And if I have, they just kind of catch me up. Um, I will drop in like a text or something like that, but at times like, you know, you do need to spend time with your friends and kind of catch up and things like that. But for me, you know, I, you know, it's just been nice to have easy friends, where they, they understand that a lot of my friends are parents, they're married and they have lives. And so, you know, and they have, you know, amazing jobs. And so I don't really, I don't really interrupt that too much. And, uh, they get that sometimes I get busy or I go into this bubble of mine and they get that too. And so when we come together, we come together and everything's fine. Um, they're not really very needy. And so that actually works really well for me. Um, so when you start to realize that your friendships may be coming to an end, what do you think in your mind do you do to move on um, from the friendship? And everybody has their own way of doing this. What I will say is, and I say this with everything, you have to make sure you allow yourself to feel. Losing a friendship is just like losing a relationship. It's just like losing a loved one, right? So it's grieving. And so you have to allow yourself to feel right. You have to let yourself grieve. And also, you know, if it's something that you feel like you're, you're, you know, this is what you want to do. You know, this is what you need to do. Um, you know, you need to set up healthy boundaries. And also I like to tell people, and this was told to me and it was, and it, it changed me so much with how, um, how guilt, how much guilt I had and just how much I view stuff. 
especially when you have like toxic relationships or people like I was saying earlier that just dump all this shit on you all the time and that's what you are you're just this dumping ground for them what you have to remind yourself is that it's not your job to fix broken people and if people don't want to do the work to fix the things that they have going on or even to recognize like why they keep getting into these situations. Like I kept getting into fucked up relationships, you know, and I had to figure out what was wrong with me to where I kept inviting these type people in my life to date. And until I fixed that in myself, it wouldn't matter how much I vented to my friends and how much I told them all this shit was going on and how much I told them whatever. Like I had to fix what was wrong with me and why I was inviting this, these type of people into my space. And why was I trying to fix people? Cause it was draining. And I went and I spent a lot of years being extremely unhappy. And so what I always tell people like, yeah, like if you have a friend like that and, and, it, and you feel absolutely drained from that person, then it might be time for you to move forward. You got to move on from that friendship for you because you can't fix them. It don't matter how much advice you give. It don't matter how many wine nights you'll have together. You can't fix them. They have to do the work to fix themselves first. And then you might can be there where, you know, you kind of like, you know, maybe saying good job or something like that. But as far as fixing them, you can. It's not your job to do that. So that's what I mean by like people like that. You might have to put up boundaries. And even if, say, you wanted to still kind of be cool with them, just put up boundaries to where it's like, no, like you can't call me with your shit. Like I, I'm not in a place where I want to be unloaded on and I'm not in a place where I can even handle it. That's 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 what I did in my life. I even told family members that like, you can't, you can't call me with your shit anymore because I'm not in a place where I can take your shit and my shit. I'm just trying to focus on my shit right now. And that's where I'm at with it. So another thing you can do as far as like, you know, coping and moving on from friendships is trying to find new uh, groups. I was just telling my friend the other day on the phone, how, when I, cause I work from home, I've been working home from home for a long time. And so I have to try to be social. And so I wanted to find people that uh, was into the same stuff I was into. Like I'm into running, I'm into reading. And so I joined a book club and I joined a run club. And then I have a group of friends that I, you know, I run with and we talk all the time about our races and we connect and we, and for me, like I have a special bond with the people I run with because we check on each other and we run together. And when people, when we see each other, like lax or somebody hasn't ran or somebody's not doing something, you know, we check in on each other. So it's kind of like a village. It's my own running village. And so, um, that's been pretty cool as far as like just meeting friends or, you know, having a different set of friends. And also, um, you have to be, I think the main thing with moving forward from friendships is that you have to get to a place that you are happy with moving forward without that person. Like even if that person never give you closure, like say, say y'all got into it or say you say you don't understand what exactly happened. Like, just like I told you with my friend earlier, like I still to this day don't really know what exactly happened. Cause they never really told me, um, what I did to them, but I'm not one of those people to say that I didn't do anything because when I reflect on myself, I can see how I probably was, I probably came off a judgy friend and not intentionally but just because I, I cared about them and I, I, I didn't want them to be doing the things they were doing, but it's not my place to kind of like, it's not up to me to fucking tell them don't do the shit you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So she never told me what, what I did wrong or that she was upset or anything like that. So I had to basically 
give myself closure in that situation. And I had to grieve the loss and basically, um, give myself, you know, the clearance to say it's okay. Because I mean, if you've done all you can and you know, you genuinely were trying to do the right thing. And, and then on top of that, sometimes people never give you the chance to actually say, I'm sorry, or correct the behavior for some people, they just want to end the, end the situation. And, um, so all you can really do for that is just move forward. You got to create your own closure and it might take time to do that, but you'll, you'll be able to do it. Now to finish this off, I want to go back on my thoughts to, uh, Molly and, and Isa. I will say that I do believe that they're going to spend this time reflecting, um, you know, how their lives is without the other person. And right now I think that they're being stubborn, but I do believe that they're going to figure it out. The main thing that's been missing with them this whole season is that it's just been a lack of communication. And if they actually sit down and actually talk to each other, I feel like they'll probably be able to transition back to each other. Cause a lot of times, even in relationships, they're all the same. Communication is one of the top things that you have to have. And so sometimes you can just misunderstand each other and, and not communicate with each other. So that's all I have this week for my thought of the week. Um, I have some interviews coming up pretty soon. I'm back on that again. Um, now that I figured out how to do all that crap virtually. So we're going to have some of that going again. Um, next week should be really, really good. And I'm really excited about it. Uh, like always, um, you can find me on my social medias, please, uh, follow me and please, you know, give me feedback, um, if you like. So, you know, make sure that you, wherever you're listening to hit the, hit the like button or follow, subscribe, um, leave feedback if you like, and you can find me on, um, Twitter. My Twitter is IJMT podcast. You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. You can also find this podcast streaming on most streaming platforms. And um, don't forget to follow so you can get the alerts for the new episodes. Um, I'm usually always around. So feel free if you ever have any feedback or if there ever some topics that you might want to hear me dissect. Uh, I'm always open to do that. So just let me know. I thank you so much for listening today. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.